0: Funniest people I know these are the funniest people I know said
1: improv riing color some sketches characters in and every sentence no more sketches now these are the funniest people you know now these are the funniest people you know now these are, the these, are the these
0: are the funniest these are the funniest these are the funniest these are the funniest people I know hello world welcome to the funniest people I know I'm George Gloris and with me today are my fantastic funny co-hosts Abigail Williams. Hey, everybody. And Alexandra Sweat.
2: Oh, my God. I just fell to the floor.
1: Hello. How are you? we got to change this up. We can't always go in the same order. I am flabbergasted right now. (laughs) I'm feeling really proud because I felt like George was trying to throw me off, and I was like, look at me just answering immediately and saying
0: hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of yourself. Take that. People are going to be like, what did you accomplish today? And be like, you know what? I said hello. I said hello
1: on time. Good for me. (laughs) It's the little things. you got to take account Mm. of the little wins.
0: Ridiculous. I love it. Each week, we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're going to each pitch a story and then pick one to dive into. Alexandria, what's making you laugh this week?
2: Big Purr.
0: Okay.
1: That's it. That's the story.
0: I'm laughing at balsamic portraits. What about you, Evan? Okay.
1: I'm laughing at the state versus the elf on the shelf.
0: <laughs> We're definitely have to dive into that one. What's your vote, Alex?
2: I think so, because I'm not sure if I want to hear about salad dressing.
1: <laughs>
0: salad dressing in an art yeah. gallery.
1: All right. Sounds good. Here we go. We've got some local news. We're based here in Atlanta, Georgia, and a local Marietta judge has banned the Elf on the Shelf. Now, I'm going to start by saying it's a joke. Santa may have fewer eyes in homes this Christmas season after a Georgia judge jokingly banned the Elf on the Shelf. Cobb County Superior Court Chief Judge Robert Leonard posted a mock order on Twitter Thursday banishing these Elves. This is what he tweeted. Oh my God. <laughs> tired of living in Elf on the Shelf tyranny? Not looking forward to the Elf forgetting to move and causing your kids emotional distress? I am a public servant and will take the heat for you. My gift to tired parents. Inexplicitly, elves sometimes move and don't move overnight. When those elves do not move, it leaves our children of tender years in states of extreme emotional distress. He goes on to recall a horrific incident in his own home when three children were sent to school in tears because one child was being labeled an elf murderer, and he was accused of making (laughs) the elf lose his magic. With all the risks of such emotional damage and with supply chain issues caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, the judge wrote that he had no choice but to banish these elves from Cobb County. Now, he did make an allowance for parents who don't feel overwhelmed by the elf on the shelf, saying, look, if you love your elf, keep your elf. No contempts. Oh, my goodness.
2: (laughs) I didn't know the elf was causing so much distress for our babies. I just...
1: The story goes that if you touch the elf, you as a kid or, or anybody, I suppose, touches the elf, then he loses his magic and will not come back. And then they can't give Santa a good report, meaning you're probably not going to get your presents because it's not just a cute little thing that you wonder where it moves every night. It's also meant to be one of Santa's spies. It's how parents keep their kids in line around Christmas mm. by saying, look, look, the elf is watching you, so when you hit your sister, he's going to go tell Santa. It's supposed to motivate kids. There's some emotional distress that can come with that for kids.
2: I can see this. That sassy, smart-elegate kid that's like, the magic left the elf and now is in me. I just need that kid to take it there. You are that
1: kid. <laughs> yeah. you got to be. Who thinks like that? The magic, magic. is now in me. Happy go. You got me. I reveal. <laughs> I love it. I just love that this man is like, look, I'm a public servant. I'm going to take the heat for you. I'm banning him. He's just trying to help out all the tired parents in Cobb County. And I support the guy. If you want to do it, do it. But if not, blame it on the state.
0: I know some parents who love having the elf visit. And I know other parents who find it to be a nightmare. And so I think that was a very nice gesture on his part. Agreed. One time I had some elves cause me some strife. You know, I have this bar and we got a couple of these elves that have black outfits on. They're black and white little elf and they're called the naughty elves and the naughty elves get into mischief every <laughs> night. It was fun. And people could find the elves where they were in the restaurant, what mischief they'd gotten into and posted on Instagram. And it was really funny. And in the meantime, we'd post some photos of what the elves had done. And so one time the elves got into the liquor and sometimes the elves messed with the tree ornaments. Then one time the elf was bumping lines of cocaine you know, flower. <laughs> <gasps> George, my <laughs> word. i humanities type
1: elves. What kind of bar are you running?
0: We thought it was so funny. so I posted it on Instagram. Then I showed my husband the picture, and he's like, you didn't post that online. That's funny oh, man. for us. I'm totally that's with not Chris funny for the one. public. I was like, no, whatever. They're the naughty elves. They've been getting into stuff all week. You know, the other day they were smoking. He's like, no, you should okay. take that down. Just taking it up a notch. <laughs> <Yeah>. Minutes <laughs> later... I get a call from the restaurant. People are calling and complaining nonstop about the elves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are they saying? That it was wrong of the elves to do cocaine, and we shouldn't have shared that And photo. you could say,
1: we agree. These and, are naughty elves.
0: And they seem to think that we were celebrating the cook They <laughs> used the worst insult they could towards me, right? They said, you're a family restaurant. Oh, no. How dare you insult George? I'm punished wow. for having elves because I got into trouble. That's
1: fair. You know, <laughs> took it too far,
0: I guess, about for what
1: I the do. world. I just want to know who is sitting around that follows all their favorite restaurants on Instagram and then's like, you know what I'm going to do right now because I have all this time? I'm going to call this restaurant and I'm going to complain about this Instagram post. They're no. actually calling. And had their friends call. Who talks on the phone? These I people are naughty elves, that's wrong.
0: <laughs> Today's game is Cameo Price is Right. Ooh. My goodness. Yay! Full disclosure, I am stealing this game from another show, but it seemed like a lot of fun, and I wanted to play with you guys. Awesome.
2: That's how the best ideas work. I love it.
0: The hosts on that show say, if you steal from us, you've stolen twice because all their ideas are stolen, too. So I thought it'd be okay. (laughs) Exactly. If you don't know what Cameo is, Cameo is an online service where you can hire celebrities to send messages to your loved ones for special occasions.
1: That's just crazy. (laughs) we're at this place in the world.
0: Yeah. Celebrities doing a lot of work in that sentence. But people of note, my husband, if you guys remember, gave me a cameo for my birthday from Omarosa. One of the best gifts I've ever received.
1: Did it feel personal? Do they see your picture or is
0: it just like they read your name? He emailed Omarosa and told her it was my birthday and some of the stuff we were planning on doing. And she sang a little bit. I'll play a clip from it. Oh great! Oh
2: goodness!
0: George and Omarosa
2: are besties. Oh my god, I
0: love Omarosa. Happy birthday
2: to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, George! It's Omarosa, and I want to take a moment and wish you a very happy fortieth birthday. Happy big four o! Yes, I know that you have so much love in your life because. Chris asked me to come and send you this very special birthday greeting. Also, a lot of love from little Tucker from your puppy.
0: The game is Cameo's Price is Right. This game is going to be easy. I'm going to name a celebrity. You guess how much it costs to get a message from them on Cameo. Closest gets it.
1: I don't know anything about these price ranges.
0: What's the cheapest you would offer? One person in this list is fifty dollars. Some are under a hundred. A few of these are over a hundred.
1: Okay, don't tell us any more.
0: okay let's start with one of the most popular people on cameo. I heard that this person made a million dollars a year doing these. what? what? It's Kevin from the Office, but I don't know the office name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: totally fine
1: because nobody will know his real name anyway. Yeah.
0: What is the price for Kevin from the office? I'm gonna say two hundred dollars. I'm gonna say two fifty, George. You both went over, but you're very close. It was one hundred and ninety-five dollars. So Abigail okay. gets the point. Yes, okay. one hundred
1: ninety five. What a scam, Kevin. We know what you're doing. It's two hundred, <laughs> bro.
0: Next. Ms. J. Alexander from America's Next Top Model. Ooh, I love. Okay,
2: if Kevin from The Office was one ninety five,
1: four hundred dollars. Hmm,
2: I'm gonna say two seventy five.
0: You're both way over. Ms. J uh, is a bargain at fifty dollars. So. Miss
1: J, you are too much what? of a diva to yeah. be underselling yourself. Ms. Like J this. should raise those prices. I assumed Miss J would take it sky high. I'm legend. a little disappointed.
0: Okay. It's an easy one to give. Next wow. Snoop, Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg
1: fucking
2: okay. me?
0: Okay. I'm gonna say a hundred.
2: Oh, I feel like Snoop has to be expensive, but I also feel wrong saying that I'm giving Snoop two seventy five. Yep. Two seventy five for Snoop.
0: Snoop Dog is twelve hundred dollars.
1: Twelve hundred I'm disgusted by that. We got somebody over here really undercutting and then way overselling. This is
0: unreal.
2: Technically my two seventy five still counts. Yeah, yo, you're still- yeah. You're still <laughs> the winner.
0: You're you still the, point. the winner. One <laughs> <laughs> goes to Alex. Abigail, you'll appreciate this one. Tom Felton, who plays Draco Malfoy in Harry Potter movies. Hmm. How much for a message from Draco?
1: I'm going to give it 300 for him. I'm going to say
0: 150. Draco
1: is $599. Okay. I should have known it was (laughs) higher than that. I know I still get the point, but still, geez.
0: Yeah. These are all over the place, right? These
1: people are just really full of themselves. <laughs> I won't take less than five ninety nine for just a 10-second video. Really,
0: Tori Spelling.
1: I don't know Tori Spelling, but I'm just gonna give her based off of her high class look four hundred. Ooh,
2: Tori Spelling. Is she more than Draco or is she less? Because she's also legendary. You said five ninety five for Draco. Tori has to at least
0: six fifty, right? Abigail gets it. Tori Spelling, $200. 200 what?
1: Come on, Tory. Reasonable. The everyday man can afford you. That's what ticks me off about this $1,200 <laughs> ripoff. If this is supposed to be about the middleman getting to get this message from a quote-unquote celebrity, then make it affordable, please. It's right? like 20 seconds.
0: Relax. No, that's why Miss J's got it.
1: Miss J is the <laughs> humblest, best.
0: I mean, true. Last one, Caitlyn Jenner.
1: I'm gonna go 200. No, yes, yes, 200. Final offer.
0: Um,
2: I'll give her 215 dollars. This is a struggle for me.
0: Wow. 2500. Oh. 2500.
2: Who, who is paying for Caitlyn? Yeah.
0: No.
1: <laughs>
2: We have to talk America. No. Okay. It's a problem.
1: We'll let it be known that Snoop Dogg is crazy and Miss J is the best. Every now and then, when George and Alexandria and I are talking, we start getting on this subject of things that just didn't quite age well. Things that didn't go great like a fine wine as it got older, but things that got weirder and more out of place as time went on. And so today, we decided to each bring a movie, song, or storyline from the past that just didn't age well and would never fly today, but was totally acceptable when we were growing up. I want to start us off with one of the hit movies from the 80s. Tom Hanks starred in it, and the name is Big.
0: Yeah, this is a great movie. Great
1: movie. I liked watching this movie growing up. If you aren't familiar with the movie, the premise is that there is this young boy who ends up making a wish to be big, and then he finds that overnight he is aged to adulthood. So he's a young boy now in an adult body, and he obviously scares his family because they're like, why is this man in my house? So he has to run away, figure out where to go. He ends up going to the big city and it's terrified. There's this one kind of heart pulling scene where he's in a hotel room, just watching TV, just so scared. It was really endearing. But then he ends up getting a job at this company and falling in love with an adult woman. And while as you're watching It makes sense, because you're seeing grown-up Tom Hanks with this grown-up woman. If you keep the plot in mind, it's really not acceptable. He's 11, 12, and he's spending the night with this woman. Now, granted, they do not sexually sleep together, but they're totally romantic. And I just think... This just has creepy vibes no, to me. Now that I'm an adult, I'm thinking,
0: this is not acceptable. It's this, creepy when you say it like that.
1: This is weird.
0: <laughs>
2: From start to finish, we'll be like, no, no, no. He's a child. He's a child. <laughs> That's not her fault. But no, it will not fly.
1: In the end, Josh, the boy, decides to make a wish to become a kid again after he finds the machine. And Susan, his romantic interest... Comes there, she's despondent, realizing their relationship is ending, and he tells her that she's the one thing about adult life he wishes would not end. And he even suggests she used the machine to wish herself younger, but she doesn't do it. They share an emotional goodbye, he becomes a child again, and that's that. Heartbroken Susan just has to wander away and go find a therapist immediately, because she just fell in love with a child. <laughs>
0: Seriously. Horrible I never considered that. Would it have been creepy if she had used the genie to make her a child?
1: I feel (laughs) this is not fair, but because she's a woman, it feels less creepy to me. And I accept that that's not fair. If he were a girl and the true adult was a male, I would think that was creepy and unacceptable. I feel that her love for him was innocent, but that's also why she said no. When she knew he was a child, she was sad about it, but also she's like,
0: this kid. Yeah go on i'm not trying to test the legal boundaries of this
1: yeah
2: no sis cannot go back in time and be younger stay where you are i don't like this magic of switching age i think that's really what's unsettling me everyone to stay in their age range and just (laughs) be fine with that and find people. There are great middle schoolers, Tom Hanks. And adult lady, I'm pretty sure there are some wonderful adults in your age range. I don't know what you're into. And Just as long as it's legal, that's really what we care about. I just Do you, don't
1: know how you move on from that.
0: Did you have a like, problem with this when Jennifer Garner did it in 13 going on 30? <laughs>
2: I don't
1: remember.
2: <laughs> the most I remember from Big is the iconic piano dancing thing. Mm-hmm. Is well, we guess who's on.
0: watching Big and 13 Going on 30 this week? <laughs> Sounds like something to dive into. Hey, yes.
2: hey, let's do it. I'll jump in. I picked She's All That from 1999 as my film that didn't age well, just off of The premise alone. When I was a kid, that was my movie. Usher Raymond been at the prom and directed it. Funk um, so brother, check it out now. I loved me some Freddie Prince Jr., Rachel Lee Cook, hacky sack, hacky sack. Anyone remember that fake intense moment mm-hmm. of <laughs> Jack Siler kicking a hacky sack and like having an awakening? That in and of itself is problematic. They made us sit through this fake, woke, awakening and I say that as a sage mage the film starred Freddie Prinze Jr. as the handsome and popular Zach Siler, who has a wretched girlfriend oh she was the worst who leaves our sweet poor and dear Zach for some sort of obnoxious MTV reality tv star from the real world brock hudson who was played by matthew willard that role is forever seared in my brain and then we meet the adorable wallflower plain jane as they would have labeled it in the late 90s laney boggs who works at the lovely falafel shop with her cute uniform and her falafel hat But, of course, because she's a brunette and has glasses, she's Hollywood ugly. And we have to make her beautiful. The premise of this film is that after Zach's shady-ass girlfriend, Taylor, dumps him for the reality TV show, school is starting back up. And we have to get in order who is going to be prom king and prom queen at the beginning of the school year. We have campaigns to build. We have floats signs there is work to be done so zach is faced with a conundrum of who is going to be his prom queen but because zach is Zach, the ever so handsome i think this character was played by the late great paul walker god oh, mm-hmm. you're right yes it was paul yes walker. just a beautiful man my goodness mr paul walker's character challenged zach seiler to a uh, bet that he could make any girl in the school prom queen. And mm. because Laney was brunette and with glasses, she was the ugliest thing in that
1: school. And <laughs> yeah, everyone knows that brunettes are hideous and glasses ruin a person. Braces, you're out.
2: That, that means you look like the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Siler befriends Laney. Laney falls for it, but she's smarter than that, but it's Freddie Prinze Jr., so we're going to do this. He comes around, they form a friendship. She sees the stupid hacky sack spoken word thing. He becomes friends with her brother. Zach's doing all the right things, and then he makes Laney beautiful by putting her in a spaghetti strap red dress and giving her a blowout and taking the glasses off. And she's a brand new person. Cinderella, people. <laughs> she's actually <laughs>
1: worthy. Look at that. A worthy she's, woman. She uh, does look nice, though. Great. But why didn't she count before? She when had I a ponytail. First, she went
2: from a ponytail to a cute little flipped. She was cute. And it was the iconic moment of her coming down the steps to kiss me. But just this idea... That this beautiful young actress, that because she had these hair that always stayed in a ponytail and her glasses and her falafel uniform, and no one could see her beauty. And Zack Styler himself is the one who had to help bring this beauty out of her. I just can't see us going for this in 2021.
0: We would be, no. They're no. doing a reverse remake though. Yes. The movie that doesn't hold up for me is one that I loved as a kid. It's hilarious. I remember seeing it in theaters and nearly falling out of my chair laughing. But on a recent viewing, I I have a hard time with it. And this movie is Home Alone. (laughs) We all know Kevin is a little That's not news. That's true. He's just a jerk. If he was
1: my kid, I'd be pissed.
0: Yeah. If he was my kid, he'd be on punishment every day. It'd be a problem. I'm happy that he's not.
1: Now, no doubt, he got some real shade from his older brother, and a lot of unfair things happened, but he was just a brat.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of assholes in his family. He's just among them. Right. But he does serious harm to these burglars.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's very serious.
0: I do not like burglars. They're my greatest fear. I hate burglars. What but about
1: tampon burglars?
0: I yeah know any no kinds of burglars. I don't believe burgling is a virtue. Okay. But I also don't think we have to torture them. Videos of forensics dummies going through the harms that these burglars have gone through and the paint can to the face, that breaks every bone in your face and your neck before it throws you down the stairs breaking your spine. <laughs> Oh right? yeah. <laughs> the mm. crowbar to the chest while self-inflicted completely crushes your chest cavity. <laughs> the door handle gag could have burned down the house. I think Kevin needs therapy. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> He's a disturbed child with violent tendencies. He gets off on torture and he has this recent trauma of being left home alone twice that will just escalate all of this. He I hope got an intervention because now I imagine 40 year old Kevin is Dexter.
1: Oh wow, wow.
2: When you put it like that, yes, he is. <laughs>
1: I had a hard time watching this movie as a child. It would disturb me what happened to these burglars. Watching torture, to me, is never enjoyable. And I remember just being like, oh, this is hard to watch. So I would just close my eyes for half of the movie. So I'm kind of with you. But also, if somebody was trying to break into my home and my parents aren't there and I'm a little kid, I got to protect myself. These burglars were not nice. They were threatening him, life and limb.
0: (laughs) self-defense exactly, <laughs> I <laughs> did not expect you to defend him
2: let's be logical Abigail. you're right girlfriend because no you're not going to come up in this house and think and you're stealing things excuse me
1: they could have killed him
2: it's rough out here I get it sometimes we need to steal things to get by but when you steal things sometimes you get smacked on the hand
0: in some cultures you get your hand cut off and, and I guess now- in some you get your head bashed in with a pan can <laughs> <hand. laughs>
1: I'm just saying. I agree. They are trying to remake that movie. My question is, what are they going to do? Because we don't like torture yeah. in 2021.
0: <laughs> They're going to up it. It's going to be like real violent. It'll be on HBO.
2: Cyberstalking. It'll be the purge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I wanted to bring a sketch to the writer's workshop and uh, hope that you guys can give me some feedback and let me know if this is ready for the stage. Ah, oh, great. I am writing this sketch for an upcoming show in December and it was inspired by our friend TJ. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is called a Christmas, Karen, Abigail, will you play Carol? Yes. A total Karen. Who's never met a manager. She didn't dislike. <laughs> Alexandria, will you play Marlene Jacobs, okay. the recently deceased former PTA president and Carol's best friend of me? Okay. And you'll also read The Ghost of Karen Past and The Ghost of Karen Present.
2: Okay.
0: I'll read Salvation Army Employee. <laughs> okay. All
2: right.
0: Interior Carol's Condo near Midnight. Carol furiously waddles across her condo, barking at the customer service rep on the phone.
1: I don't care that it's Christmas. I insist I speak with your manager. No, you listen to me, Marcy. I'm a paying Comcast customer trying to curl up in my Snuggie with some cocoa and watch Holiday Who It on Lifetime starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. It's not my fault you're stuck in this crummy dead-end job, so don't take your dissatisfaction with life out on me, okay, Marcy?
0: Marcy rightfully hangs up on Carol. Rude. Carol plops into her chair.
1: Guess I'll have to watch some trash on Hulu like a homeless
0: person. Carol quickly fades off to sleep.
1: Carol.
2: Carol. Carol. It's me. Your old PTA co-president, Marlene Jacobs.
1: I thought you died when you antagonized that hippo at the zoo. I've come back on
2: the anniversary of my death with a warning. First, never pick a fight with a two-ton hippo, even if they do refuse to smile for the camera. And second, you must change your ways. If you keep being such a Karen, you'll end up in hell with me.
1: I can't hear a word you're saying over the racket of all those chains. Tonight, you will be visited by three spirits. Damn it, Marlene, would you look- uh, You've dented my hardwoods. Change your ways, Carol. Change your ways.
0: Marlene exits as Carol inspects the floor. You'll be
1: hearing from my lawyers.
0: Carol grumpily nestles into her chair, mumbling complaints. The ghost of Karen's past enters and stands before Carol.
1: Carol. Carol! Who are you and what is the name of your manager?
2: I'm the ghost of Karen's past. I've come to show you the error of your caring ways. Ugh, boring. Just come with me.
0: The past leads Carol to the side of the stage, where young Carol is berating a Salvation Army worker holding a bell.
1: Oh, I remember this place. This was the mall where I grew up.
2: It's home to your first caring when you were just a young girl.
1: You are a disgusting human being. Huh? A disgrace. I don't, uh... How in America dare you, a representative of the Salvation Army, say something so vile?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I have no idea how I offended you. I just wished you, uh...
1: A happy holiday. Yeah, I heard you the first time, you Christmas-hating son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, little Carol, let him have it.
2: You were only eleven.
1: Well, I should have called his commanding officer and gotten him discharged.
2: Later that night, he leapt off the Macy's Christmas tree
1: and died. Can we go now? My feet hurt. We can go, but first... You're not listening to me? I have a serious medical condition. Very well. (gasps) I am calling your...
0: The past snaps her finger and Carol zips back to her chair. The ghost of Karen's present appears. Carol. Carol. I'm the ghost of Karen's present, here to show you... You
1: got me a present?
0: No, no, I'm the ghost... Well,
1: I was under the impression you brought a gift, so now I'm kind of expecting one.
0: Uh, My gift is knowledge and personal growth. Mm, I'd prefer a Cole's gift card. Yeah, Sure, whatever, we'll get one on the way. Here, you'll need this. The present offers Carol a sweater. Carol shuns it. The present leads Carol to a window. Okay, fine then. Come. Look. Ugh, why are you showing me
1: these sad, ugly people?
0: We are at the home of Marcy, the Comcast customer service representative you so rudely berated this evening.
1: Oh, she looks skankier than I imagined.
0: You were the last straw that broke her. She quit her job and had to come home and tell her family there was no money for Christmas. I'm cold. Because of you.
1: (laughs) I told you to bring a sweater. Oh, stop yelling at me. I'm going to die of
0: hypothermia. Just one more (laughs) minute. You need to see how your actions affect people.
1: Take me home right now or I'll tell the cops you attacked me.
0: The present zaps Carol back to her chair where she falls asleep. Enter the ghost of Karen's future, ominous and cloaked.
1: Oh, you must be the ghost of Christmas is yet to come, here to warn me of my fate if I don't change my ways.
0: The future nods.
1: Hello, police. I'd like to report a large black figure in my house. And out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's <is> the worst. <laughs> the worst. She's horrible.
2: She gives me Eleanor from The Good Place.
1: <laughs> oh, man, George, you really know your Karens. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you all liked that. This was a lot of fun to write.
1: That was fantastic. I, I mean, just,
0: truly. I was just like, what happens when ghosts come to Karen? And it's like, you complain and learn nothing.
1: Karens are so great because of how horrible they are. We can laugh, (laughs) but they're so horrible if you actually have to experience them. You've got this woman who's trying to save her and all she can think about is how she's denting her hardwood floors with the chains that are literally going to be killing Karen in the end. And that's what's so wildly infuriating about Karens. They just don't care
0: no
2: <laughs> priorities are just all over the place like girl first of all you was told to bring a sweater and then you're gonna complain about being i just don't
0: mm-hmm. know <laughs> that might be me working out some stuff i get some cold karens at work and, <laughs> you know you were planning on sitting outside you know it's november bring a light sweater it's not my right fault. you're cold well, George, this is
1: going to be a delight to watch. I cannot wait for the show. You're going to have to keep us posted on when that's going to be.
0: Yeah, it'll be the second and third Saturday of December at the Village Theater in Atlanta. Well, this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show.
1: Thank you, Jane. Thank you,
0: Jane. You can email us at funniestpeopleignow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at I know. Have a hilarious week. See you next time.